of things folks said online but she gets a spooky sign making her think her house may be haunted by ghosts also Daryl buys milk onto your favorite podcast where we bring all of our takes for you Yes, that's right. We're here. We are back with season four, episode two of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I'm Adam H. here with you week after week as we go through uh, this kind of ridiculous show uh, with our antics and our bits and our just overall ridiculousness. Uh, and I'm, of course, here with two of my very good friends. First and foremost, me, Lindy. She's the really good podcast co-host. No, wait, that's other Lindy. Except I don't know another Lindy. I didn't prepare any words for this song before we started recording. <laughs> Lindy, please interrupt me and stop this. Thank you for the introduction. Wish you would have kept some of the original lyrics and called me the coolest girl in the world, but it's okay. <laughs> the coolest girl in the world. Oh my gosh. Um, fair, yeah, just like to, full disclosure, I usually come up with like just, you know, little fun intros right at the start. I have nothing for today. This is all just random off the cuff stuff that I'm like randomly looking at our notes here. But Lindy, uh, uh, good, to, good to see you here today. Season four, episode two. It's great to be here. Um, you snailed it, dude. Oh, thank you uh we uh i you know i would not ever be mad at that if someone ever told me that i snailed it that feels like uh i just did tell you that it feels like a legit compliment like it doesn't you know what i mean like you might not actually mean it but i feel it you know like it worked yeah you okay feel it. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's not just the two of us uh someone who thank goodness uh, yes <laughs> Someone who probably grew up drinking the best breast milk ever on the white market. It's Todd. Todd Lee Brain, how are you? Adam, that intro was Jenkcon USA. <laughs> Gross. Uh, do you want me to try it again? Do you want me to come with another one here? What yeah, else do yeah, we I have? Think take, take two. Take two. Okay, we already we did like snailing it. Um, I don't think I want to do like a poop joke for how she died. <laughs> that feels inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah. That would be too much cringe right there. But yeah. Way too much. We could do like a Scientology Leah Remini joke here. If that's more <laughs> up your speed. <laughs> I think we should just move on at this okay, point. We should, yeah. We should probably just keep going. Yeah. Probably. How are you Todd? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird episode. So it's going to be interesting to talk about, but yeah. 
Yeah, we do. I mean, we get into some weird episodes here in season four uh, as we continue forward. I know we've like had some criticisms of ep- episodes in seasons past. We've had some duds. We've had some kind of, you know, less than par episodes. We also had some really amazing episodes. The, I think this beginning half of season four are like all kind of pretty par, in my opinion. Like, I think there are some some good moments. Some ah, it didn't really work, but overall, like, I think I think there's uh, going to be plenty of good stuff here to talk about. However, a uh, very important announcement here right at the top of the podcast, something that we have been keeping track of. Of course, this is our one year anniversary of one indescribable podcast. Woo! Woo. <laughs> we've, we've made it a year. Lindy simply could not be bothered. <laughs> we have made it a year into this podcast. <laughs> Lenny, <laughs> is this not exciting? A full year. I mean, one year ago, we were we started recording. Yeah, to clarify, that is super exciting. It's it's great. It's wonderful. It's been a blast. Uh, I just was like, well, we just talked about the 50th episode, and it's, you know, three weeks later. <laughs> it's like, yay, a year. But it's a huge milestone, and I'm really proud of us. And we've released an episode every single week. Look at us. We have not missed yep. a week uh, at as, this point, which is kind of yep. wild. As, as the lyrics of our outro song last week say, it's a little bit obsessive, but uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's strange because like a year ago, I had never podcasted at all. Like like the first episode of this was like my first time podcasting, period. So it's just wild to think that I've now been doing it for a year and that I've actually been asked on to be on some other people's podcasts as well. So, yeah, this has been, like, a, a great experience, and I'm looking forward to uh, continuing on. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're not, I mean, despite the fact that we're a year in and that we're in the final season of the show, we are nowhere near done uh, with this podcast. And I just have to say, between the two of you, uh, so much growth in the past year. I don't want to analyze myself in any way here because that's not say. fun or exciting for me. I mean, Todd's uh, on other podcasts. He's like out there doing stuff. And perhaps the most important piece of growth that we have had in the past year, Lindy's playing D&D! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I view that as a massive amount of growth. That's uh, the biggest W that has uh, been, <laughs> been had throughout this past year. For That's sure. true. I have played D&D a whole two times because of, you know, Adam and Todd put in the work to convince me on this podcast. And uh, and um, other people convincing me. There, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. We don't other actually need the credit. Yeah, yeah. We don't other people it. sealing the deal. Uh, it started here is the important part. It mm-hmm. started here one year ago, and you know what? It worked. Yes. Uh, we d- I, honestly like. I don't think we needed the credit there. Like we know good and well <laughs> that it was elsewhere that deserves the credit. I think we're just both. At least, I don't want to speak for Todd, but I'm just happy that you're playing D and D. That's uh, that's the win. I know good and well that if I didn't give you credit right there, you would have complained about it. Hundred percent, yeah, without <laughs> question, uh, yeah, no doubt. Uh, but I would—I just want to portray the image that we didn't need credit. You know, I think that looks better for all of us. It really worked. It really worked out yeah. down there. Yeah, we 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 snailed it. Okay, uh, <laughs> I think without any further ado, let's get to this episode, uh, season four, episode two of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Lindy, take it away. All right, this one is called I Am Ashamed. (laughs) 
And we're actually going to start out here with a song. It's the season four theme song, Meet Rebecca. Todd, why don't you start us off? Okay. Uh, I, I have, I'm still not sure what I feel about this song. I think like the the idea behind it is basically just like, hey, we're just going to take a, a, a typical uh, sitcom intro and then make it a little offbeat, which is, you know, fine enough. And it's like, it's a catchy enough little song. I think my issue with this theme song is the stinger of the other Rebecca a, a gag at the end. Because, you know, this one we just see her say her name is actually what Deborah, I think, uh, or something like that. She's like, no, my name's actually Deborah. Uh, which is like, oh, that's kind of funny. I guess, but it just didn't feel like a, a a a nice punch into the the intro, and they change it up every week, and it's something we can probably track as we go. And I don't know if there's ever one that I actually laugh at. Maybe one or two. I don't know, but I I think if they like had land stuck the landing on the revolving gag on that, I would probably be like much higher on this as an opening of the show. But that just always kind of takes me out of it. So I think it's a it's a functional enough song. You know, it kind of talks about how you know, Rebecca is all over the place, which she is. But I don't know. It just doesn't really work for me all that well. I think I agree with you almost all the way there. I think, yeah, I like the song in general. I like the style and I like what they're getting at, which is like, you know, Rebecca is this person who has a lot of, you know qualities and some of them are contradictory and it's really hard to fully capture who a person is in this short little song but i think i agree with todd where sometimes it falls flat is with the other rebecca when they go back to her it can be a little weird at times and this one yeah my name is deborah like okay but <laughs> i don't know it's just a little it's a little too random should we start off with the first hot take of the podcast here you love it? No, well, no, not that hot. Oh. <laughs> well, First then what is it? lukewarm take of the podcast. Uh, this, I mean, this song is growing on me a lot in ways that I did not think that it would. Uh, this, I think previously I had ranked them in order, one, two, three, four, as my favorites, one, two, three, four. Um I agree. I, I, I very much agree that, like, the concept of, like, oh, this is just Deborah. <laughs> like, that doesn't work super well for me. But the song itself, I know Todd said that it was just, like, a very traditional sitcom-esque type song. I like traditional sitcom-esque type songs. Uh, and, I like, that really works for me super well. Um, I think the song is very, very good. If you replace, like the lyrics a bit and the concept a bit like i'd be all in um i understand that that's a big part of the song though but the music <laughs> the itself... concept, yeah yeah those are really <laughs> a big part of the song music itself uh i enjoy it and i'm liking it more and more as i'm listening to it more i i will say i came in to what to re-watching this episode uh yesterday to take notes i'm like okay oh here's the song and i was like no i actually enjoyed that more than i remembered enjoying it and then the ending happened like and i really do think it's the other rebecca of all that really drags it down in my memory uh again it's it's still it's not even like divorcing it from that i don't think it'd be like near the top of my list i think a, a 
it, it in season three might swap places for me maybe as we go along but uh, I did enjoy it much more whenever I rewatched the episode yesterday than I recalled liking it in the past. And we can definitely track those little ending bits from other Rebecca as we go along and see if maybe that helps or hurts our opinion of the song throughout the season. Um, but let's get into the episode. So it's Halloween. That's really the you know it's kind of a themed episode here and rebecca is pouring candy corn into a bowl and putting up all these halloween decorations and i just got to stop here for a second and say adam's kitchen corner we got to discuss the candy corn i mean we do uh but you're not finding candy corn in my kitchen uh ever ever it's just it's just not a thing that happens i i will say candy corn is one of those foods that year after year uh is like just there kind of like uh, you know you go places and it's like there's just a bowl of candy corn um and i try it i try candy corn every year around the halloween time because i like to embrace the sentiment of the seasons that whole period of time like september to december is the best time of the year full stop fall spices and seasonings i am a pumpkin spice slut for literally everything i <laughs> love pumpkin spice more than you even imagine and i try candy corn every single year and i have like the same thought every time of just like this looks like it should taste really good like the they nailed the aesthetic of candy corn but i don't know what it's supposed to taste like i don't get it is there like a desired flavor that you were supposed to have of candy corn all it tastes like is just like cheap wax uh and i'm like upset every single time that i try it but i keep trying it because gosh, it looks like it should taste amazing, and it just doesn't. I have to ask, what you described was that you go places in the fall and there are bowls of candy corn. Are you just, like, trying handfuls of stale candy corn that's just been left out places? Have you ever actually bought a bag yourself? I have certainly never bought a bag of candy corn. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's But not even, like, as enough. a kid, you would, like, trick-or-treat and they would give you, like, little bags of candy corn? No? I don't know. I don't remember that. Oh, you don't remember trick-or-treating as a kid? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I remember trick-or-treating. I don't remember little bags of candy corn. I remember the big bags of candy corn. So you like candy corn, Lindy? I, yeah, let me come out and say, I love candy corn. <laughs> it's delicious. Is anyone surprised? No, I love sugar. Let's just get that straight. I also love candy pumpkins. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah i'm i'm probably in the, i'm in the middle between the two of you when it comes no. to candy corn which Wait, again, i know well, uh, shocking, no this shocking, isn't i know this doesn't feel right yeah yeah <laughs> one year anniversary right here you know it's like <laughs> right where we started <laughs> exemplar of our dynamic here uh yeah no uh candy corn's fine uh, uh it's one of those things that i'll eat it you know, you know, around Halloween time, I'll, I'll eat some and I'll like eat the first few bites. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine, it's fine, it's good. Yeah, and then after like I've had like maybe a few more, I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's it's something that like wears out its welcome with me pretty quickly. Like I don't I don't hate it. I uh, I'll I'll eat it, but a uh, a little bit goes a long way with me. 
Okay, I have an idea here for Adam. Okay, when fall rolls around and they've actually got the candy corn in stores, what you got to do is you got to buy a bag of the autumn mix. Okay, so that's got your regular candy corn. That's got your chocolate candy corn and it's got your candy pumpkins. And then you're getting three amazing treats all in one bag. You can mix and match. It's delicious. Trust me. Okay, Lindy, I will I will commit right now to buying not only just me, but I will buy all three of us a bag of that autumn mix. If you can tell me, because I just looked this up, what are the two flavors that candy corn is? Regular candy corn, what are the two flavors that candy corn is supposed to taste like? You can't just put these conditions here. And you can't just come <laughs> in with a quiz. You're not Todd. Do you, I mean, Lindy, you claim that you love it. You love candy corn so much. What does it taste like? Um, like clouds. <laughs> no, that was your jelly beans. <laughs> no, that's what the jelly beans taste like. I, I just think that for everything. <laughs> well, is it unopened? I, I also well, it's not have the jelly unopened, beans. but like there's only like okay. eight beans missing. <laughs> for the listeners, both Adam and Todd just held up their bags of the Berry Blue Jelly Bellies without having to stand up. They both had them right next to their I haven't even touched it. Yeah, it's just yeah. Been sitting there. It's been sitting there since we recorded that segment uh, however many months ago, yeah. What a waste Is this you stalling that you don't know the flavors of candy corn? I'm not stalling, I'll admit. I don't know, and I'm not answering the question. What if I give you one? I'll give you one of, the, of two. Okay, give me one. Okay, the first is vanilla. See, you'd never even expect that. There's no way it tastes like vanilla. But there's one more flavor. Vanilla and what? Yeah. Good thing it's not Adam's Game Corner, because... Uh... <laughs> Good thing. If Adam's Game Corner was like asking me about taste profiles, I would lose every time. <laughs> uh, candy corn, uh, according to Big Candy Corn, whatever, uh, is is supposed to taste like... Uh, vanilla and marshmallows. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I can see that. That is, that does sound accurate. I wouldn't have been able to tell you that, but hearing that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds right. Okay, well, you didn't win yourself or Todd a bag, but I will probably buy a bag of Autumn Mix just to, to test out the system. Sorry, Todd. Uh, you know, Lindy did all that she could. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a hard knock life. Guess you just have to buy some better candy. <laughs> Anyway, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, not to go on another tangent before we've actually talked about a single scene of the episode yet, but I did just at the start here, I just want to get some maybe quick thoughts on what we think of Halloween in terms of holidays. Do we love it? Do we hate it? Are we neutral? I'll come out and say first, I love it. Great holiday. So I know it's going to surprise everyone. But Halloween is my favorite holiday. So I know that, that, you know, horror movie Todd loving Halloween just doesn't seem to fit. But uh, yeah, I I love Halloween. I love Halloween season. When uh, October rolls around, I basically don't do anything other than just watch horror movies. uh, That's basically like all all I do. I just like, you know, dive into horror media of all of all sorts. Uh, So, yeah, I've always loved Halloween. I've never been a big like. Like with costumes and things, just because I'm not that skilled at making costumes and most of the things, and I don't really want to buy costumes. But uh, in terms of just like the aesthetic, like I like Adam, I love the fall. The fall is my favorite season out of the four seasons, and Halloween is just like that, that per- the perfect time of year for me. I guess I'm the lowest on Halloween of you three. 
or of us three rather, but it's not like I'm low on Halloween. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like Halloween just fine. I don't obviously I, like, I don't trick or treat. I don't like live in a neighborhood where people are trick or treating. So I don't get to like do that part of it. I am not a horror movie fan uh, whatsoever. And so I pretty much stay away from that part of it, but the holiday is around the nicest time of year. So uh, it certainly has that going for it. It's a great holiday. Um, but I don't know if this is a hot take or it's just normal, but I gotta be honest, love Halloween, not so into Halloween episodes of TV shows. Does that include this one right here that we are about to recap (laughs) 20 minutes into the podcast? (laughs) Um, there's nothing specifically like wrong with this one, but just in general, I don't love, you know, the Halloween theme of episodes. So this does fall in that category, but it's not, it's not like it's bad. But hmm. I'll have to think about that one for a second because I can think of a, a lot of Halloween episodes of shows that I actually like. Um, but I guess maybe you're not a maybe you're not as big of a fan. I just watched the Community Halloween episode a couple days ago. Uh, maybe that's Which just because uh, the one where they turn into zombies. Maybe it's just because I'm oh. a huge ABBA fan. But that episode <laughs> does a lot for me. Yeah, it, yeah, not not my favorite. No. Yeah. I, I usually like uh, I usually like Halloween episodes again shocking a lot of times they do lean into horror movie tropes so that's Maybe that's, that's the problem for, for yeah so if you're not into that and uh, then definitely understandable but I also like it uh, sometimes because you get to see the characters dressed up in costumes and just seeing what the characters on your shows what they lean into what sort of characters they dress up as can sometimes be interesting and interesting insight and sometimes funny so I think that's always a fun aspect of it as well. Like on that community episode, like seeing a Troy, Troy trying to be a Dracula, you know, a the uh, sexy Dracula, you know, so uh, things like that. I think I uh, can help uh, elevate the the Halloween episode for me. But again, I'm just like also primed to like most Halloweeny things. I think. Yeah, I think I'll say one more thing. I think it, part of it is that I don't really enjoy watching them at a totally different time of the year than Halloween. Like in October, I think I like them more. And, but if it's, you know, February, I'm not really feeling in a Halloween mood. Okay, so let me just propose this right now, 21 minutes into the podcast. Should we hit pause on this episode and come back in October? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> we okay, just well, said... We've released an episode every week, and now you want to skip one. <laughs> Not skip a week, just like we would skip an episode, you know? Do you know how Do you know how, <laughs> how much that would annoy me, a very organized completionist Listen, person? I'm just trying. This was for you. It was, it was basically your suggestion. You were talking about. <laughs> I already watched the episode. No, we're here. We're doing Okay. This. All right. We should probably do it then. So let's like actually talk about it, I guess. Uh, Welcome everyone. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> oh. Okay, so Paula comes over and she tells Rebecca, honey, have you been online today? And Rebecca's like, that's a terrifying sentence. No, I have not. Why? Uh, turns out there's an article on this online, I think it's called the Daily Covina, um, that is about Rebecca being set free from jail. And it's asking, why is she walking the streets of West Covina? And Rebecca's obviously a little sad about this, but she says, you know what? No, I want to take responsibility. 
everyone finding out about my past is part of that. And besides, it's just one person's opinion. But then she scrolls down and sees all the comments. And as we all know, you should never read the comments. <laughs> never read the comments. Because cut to three days later, Rebecca is sitting in the same exact spot in the same exact outfit, still reading the comments. But and Heather is begging her to stop. But I got to be honest, some of these are pretty funny. And I'm going to read the comments that Rebecca mentions. Uh, one of them is Bunch once roped me and my whole building into a bogus class action lawsuit. And she caused my flight to make an emergency landing in Nevada. And she almost killed my cat. Mention this comment for 15% off your next eyebrow grooming. Real classy, Anna. <laughs> and then there's also comments about how I heard she slept with a married professor. She's an arsonist. She stalked Josh Chan. She had sex with her boss. She had sex with her ex-boyfriend's dad. And the thing is, all of these comments are true. <laughs> Very much so. Although, again, the person who is complaining about her getting their flight a uh, diverted boo boo on you person yeah because obviously rebecca was struggling and that was you know an emergency so that one not so great but to be honest a lot of these aren't even like being really judgy they're just kind of stating facts <laughs> she had sex with her boss they're not actually saying like how could she have sex with her boss they just said they just <laughs> stated that not that it's correct to be um, saying all these comments, but I don't know. It sounds like this is all public knowledge, so. Yeah, and again, it is kind of interesting that the uh, knowledge of her sleeping with Greg's dad is out there. Um, still not sure how that, that got leaked to the world, but who knows? Kind of misses Hernandez, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think we've cracked the case right there. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. As we see throughout the episode, uh, many characters in the episode, you know, make a little comment about making internet comments. So it seems a lot of people in Rebecca's circle, whether, you know, her inner circle or kind of a little further out, do write these internet comments. And so, you know, it could just be kind of a, you know, one person knows about it, someone else knows about it, and then Nathaniel's father is writing comments about what Rebecca's done, <laughs> sleeping with her boss. So anyway, Heather is telling her to stop, and she actually closes Rebecca's laptop um, and wants her to take a shower. And Rebecca's saying, I've done such terrible things. Everyone knows I'm garbage. And Heather says, the rooftop killer is not garbage. She's my friend. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that she calls her the rooftop killer. And like, she's more of the rooftop pusher. She's the rooftop attempted murderer, not the rooftop killer. She didn't actually kill anyone. So, God, people. Yes, everyone uh, getting it wrong. <laughs> but Heather is trying to encourage Rebecca to come to this Hocus Pocus screening that night. Uh, they've got tickets, but Rebecca doesn't want to go outside where everyone can judge her. But Heather is trying to encourage her by telling her not to be a baby. And also, Kathy and Jimmy might be there, and that's her favorite witch. So, As well, she should be. Her yeah. favorite witch or scared of being in public? Uh, Kathy and Jimmy should, is her favorite witch. Oh, okay. So. But she also should probably be scared of being in public. No, no, a, uh, definitely the Kathy and Jimmy thing. I like One thing that I like about this whole, there's a, lots of callbacks in this whole thing. Like all those comments are callbacks to things that have happened before. And them going to see Hocus Pocus is, of course, a callback to Friendtopia. And every all citizens must watch Hocus Pocus. 
I love Hocus Pocus. Yeah, so I, I like I like the fact that for the Halloween episode they brought back the the girl's love of a uh, Hocus Pocus. Definitely. Uh, so then we see Daryl. This is gonna start his uh, plot for this episode. He's at this parents group for for new parents. So he's there with his baby, who he's calling Hebby, short for Rebecca. He never um, changed it. I guess that's an improvement over. Uh... Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but a name I do like is the Wee Covinas. Is the name of the group. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Um, and you know, basically, it's a bunch of moms and Daryl, and you know, they've got these these things that Daryl is like, oh, I should have that, like a certain teether, a certain blanket. Um, and you know, Daryl is talking about how, you know, uh, his baby is, you know, on formula and he's like, oh, I read it's just as good. And one of the women is like, yeah, it's fine. Which of course gets Daryl really worried that, you know, he's, you know, a father raising heavy. He's not a woman. He says he doesn't have boobs. And then they end up telling Daryl about the white market for buying breast milk. Very, a very odd sequence of events. One thing that I, I do appreciate about the scene is the other moms aren't really being judgy towards Daryl. Uh, even though you have that it's fine thing, it's not really a uh, oh, look at this guy formula, like sneering down the nose. Which I think a lot of shows tend to do this sort of thing, like have the character come into the mom's group and they just like all like are made, made to feel like they don't measure up. And so this is more Daryl's insecurities showing him, showing themselves than uh, the moms actually like being down on him, which I appreciated, but the whole white market thing is just weird. I think it was a very funny play on words. Uh, oh, yeah. Like it's, I, you know, when she said it, I laughed the first time I heard it. Like that's, that's pretty, it's pretty clever. Also, does, does it, is this, does this exist? Is this real, do you think? I, I do not know. I have not had cause to find out in my life. So, Yeah, Adam, we... <laughs> why would we know the answer? I don't know. Who else am I supposed to ask? I, we're talking about it. If, if there's anyone listening that knows any information about the white market, I... Uh, well... Why do you want to know the, about that anyway? What? Uh, depending on what the information is, maybe keep it to yourself. But if it's like... If there's like juicy information there, then I'm interested. No, it's, it's, milk, it's milk, not juice, Adam. Oh I think you're confused God. about what they're selling on the white market. It's, it's the painful. orange market. <laughs> Why are we here? Happy one year, everyone. <laughs> Take us a year to break Lindy, but we did it, Adam. We did it. Did it really take the year? I thought no. we were there. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and yet I, I keep showing up for this. As does Nathaniel. He finally um, comes back to the office after his, you know, camping uh, <laughs> excursion. And Paul is like, you haven't been here in weeks. And he says, I took a break. Periodic reminder, I'm your boss. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Paula is telling him that, you know, Rebecca's been out. You've been gone. And, you know, Rebecca has some type of agoraphobia and Nathaniel clearly cares about Rebecca, um, but he pretends not to. He's like, oh, whatever. Um, and she says that Daryl's on paternity leave. I haven't seen Jim in two weeks. That is totally unexplained. And according to George, you ran off to go death camping? So everyone 
Except like Paula and Maya have been out of the office and him. And we but, haven't seen Karen in years. I mean, yeah. But, oh yeah. Karen's long gone. Yeah. But having Tim there is almost, you know, worse than Tim being gone probably too. So. So Nathaniel sees his father sitting in the conference room and he's talking to some guy and Nathaniel's like, uh, who's the new guy? Of course we hear the music in the background. And Paula says, I don't trust him. We love a good callback. Um, it turns out it's Bert. Obviously, he was he is the silent partner that Rebecca, you know, um, brought into the firm. And Nathaniel goes into the conference room to see what's going on. And his dad says, look who finally showed up to work. Dressed like an Idaho tourist. And I love that once again, his dad has such a specific insult for Nathaniel's outfit. Uh, have either of you ever been to Idaho? I, I have, have not. not. Oh, okay, well. Have you? No. Maybe one day. All right, then. Good well, talk. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I thought I'd just throw it out there. I don't know what an Idaho tourist looks like. What do you think there's to do in Idaho? Pull up potatoes? Yeah, I would say something potato related seems like the okay the most obvious answer. It's probably more in Idaho. Do we have any Idaho listeners? Do you think? I know, I don't think so. Okay, well, I don't know. My second I don't know call to listeners. Nah. You are asking for the weirdest information. Why? <laughs> wow, what? Are, that's so offensive to people from Idaho, Lindy. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my gosh! Being from Idaho isn't weird. If you are listening from Idaho, that's amazing. Let us know. But like. That's what I was just about to say. What do you mean? I'm I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to make them feel better. <laughs> I said it was weird. I I don't think Idaho's weird. I think that's a weird question to ask. Like, why do we need to know about the white market and Idaho? Well, I don't so think they're. Random. Oh my god! What if they're connected? I don't think they're connected. <laughs> it could I don't be think they still be aboard right now, like connecting the lines. You know. I would personally be fascinated to know if we had anyone that was listening from Idaho. Because I know nothing about your state. And as someone who has spent most of my life in states where people who like people know nothing about them, uh, I'd like to, you know, we can we can connect on that. No one has any idea what Indiana is. No one has any clue. They think it's just corn. So I have been to Indiana. Oh. Well, we're getting really derailed, Todd. What were you in Indiana for? A conference. Oh. <laughs> This is that's pretty boring, actually. Okay, yeah. I, I got to I got to go to like the uh, like a race car factory though, and ride in a, a race car, so that was cool. Uh, Indy five hundred, baby. Uh, very cool stuff happens around there. It's very hot. Uh, okay, sorry, Lindy. Continue. This seems impossible, and we're only half an hour in. But I, have, I feel like okay. This... My problem here is I have you just so... interrupted me. I'm I know I have to. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm so bad. My problem is that I have so little to say on this like actual episode, but, but there's like so much other stuff we could talk about. Wow, and uh, I'm trying to talk about something, and you cut me off. So please. yes, Lindy, I'm just gonna mute myself. Go ahead. Oh, now I can go ahead. Oh, thanks. You know what? I'm over it. I don't even want to talk about what I was gonna say. So. Nathaniel's dad came into the office a few days ago, and Tim was the only attorney present, and he was napping on the conference room table. So we called in Bert to help. And Nathaniel asked if he's even a real lawyer. Turns out Bert's got a ton of degrees, so he's qualified. And Nathaniel's dad said he 
is still the boss. And so they need Bert to be in charge now because Nathaniel is having some sort of nervous breakdown, according to his dad. So someone needs to be running this firm. During the sequence where Bert lists off all of his degrees, he ends it with saying, and I'm down with OPP. I just throw that in for fun. So, yeah, that's that's uh, Bert's idea of fun. Uh, not that he wrote things uh, further, but uh, are you guys familiar with the song uh, OPP? I'm, I don't think so. I'm gotcha. not. Uh, it's, a, it's from my youth, basically. It was a song <laughs> that was popular a... Uh, Never, I was in high school, and the OPP stands for Other People's, and then the P stands for a uh, a couple of different things, depending on if you're you know interested in men or women. Uh, but they say <laughs> nice at one point that it stands for Other People's Property. Um, and I was running to school one day, and the radio was on, and the song was playing, and my mother, an English teacher, uh, my English teacher for three years of high school, was like, "What does that stand for?" And so I'm like, oh, it stands for other people's property. She's like, oh, so in class, if someone's like messing some other stuff, I can say, keep your hands off OPP. I'm like, yeah, no, mom, here's what it really means. Please don't say that. Please don't say that in class at all, because that would be really, really, really horrible. Uh, so, yeah. Good times. <laughs> the look of shock. That is right now. Yeah. Uh, okay. I thought he was just like saying gibberish and random letters, but um, uh, okay, Bert's a weird dude. <laughs> so uh, Rebecca is <laughs> giving herself a pep talk in the mirror, you know, to try to get herself to leave the house to go to Hocus Pocus, and uh, Heather texts her a video, and it's Kathy and Jimmy who's at the screening. And she says hi to Rebecca and tells her to get her ass over here. Um, and so Rebecca's like, Kathy's right. It's go time, bunch. And then we've got the second song of the episode, which is Time to Seize the Day. Adam, what are your thoughts on this one? I really like it. Uh, I think there's a lot of really clever and, and witty lines here. Uh, right at the start, some of my favorite is like, time to grab life by the scrotum. But first, let's read some facts about stingrays. Just like... The randomness of this song, I think, works really well for me. Um, and also, like, uh, I've, I've definitely been... I don't want to say I've, like, been in this situation, because this is very, like, specific to Rebecca in a very, like, niche set of circumstances. But, like, there are certainly times when it's like, okay, time to go out and do something, seize the day, carpe diem, let's go, let's get stuff done. Oh, but I really don't want to. So instead, I'm just going to do the most useless, random, stupid stuff. Like, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, like, recently, my rabbit hole has been, like, researching all of the Alaskan islands that have no people living on them. Like, when you know what I mean? Like, whenever you're about to, <laughs> whenever you like should be going out and doing other stuff, you're just like, I'm going to do this instead. But the, whatever, this other instead thing is just, like, pointless and, and dumb and and is nothing. It's just a distraction from the fact that you don't want to do what you're supposed to be doing. That was a long way of saying that I really liked this song. I think it's like decent, but not super memorable to me when it started in the episode. I was like, which one is this again? <laughs> um, so like, it's good. I don't, I don't dislike it, but I, I don't, I don't have that much to say about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm more with Lindy on this one. It just doesn't really do a whole lot for me. I don't dislike it, 
but uh, I think there there are some a couple of uh, clever lines, some clever lyrics in it, but just as a whole, it just kind of leaves me cold. Much like a ghost would, maybe. <gasps> or someone on an abandoned Alaskan island. <laughs> That too. That too. Um, I've also been watching a lot of Deadliest Catch, which has definitely ah. like spawned uh, some of that interest. Gotcha. Okay. That was my little plug for Discovery Plus. I got like six free months of it, and I was like, I don't know how much there is to like work to to. I don't know how much there is to like watch on Discovery Plus, but eighteen seasons of Deadliest Catch is right there waiting for you. I'm really more of an HBO Max person. Well. well soon they'll mm. be together so i know that's the joke but I know. but mm. truly it's true i love hbo max very true anyway um <laughs> i don't even maybe we should just start the whole podcast over <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i we we yeah, well, I mean, we started recording an hour earlier than normal today, and we're just now about the time where our normal recording time would start. So we may as well just. <laughs> okay, I believe in us. We can we can power through. We rally. Actually, we're gonna rally. <laughs> we can actually talk about the episode. Um, Rebecca is doing a video session with Doctor Copian. Uh, you know, pre-COVID. So there you go. But <laughs> uh, Doctor Copian suggests that Rebecca come in for a session t- the next morning, and Rebecca says, you know, she'll try to do it. But then she hears something in the house, so she goes to investigate. And there's a book on the floor that's fallen off the shelf. And we go to uh, Heather's room, where she and Hector are talking about their favorite part of Hocus Pocus. And Rebecca rushes in with the book, and she says, this fell on the floor. It's apparently some sort of history of West Covina book. And it opened right to a chapter about this house. Which, as we have seen in the show and in the previously on for this very episode, uh, is a murder house. We've known that for quite some time. So Rebecca jumps into bed <laughs> with Heather and Hector, <laughs> which I loved. Um, and yeah. she re. What? I like this. She doesn't just like get on the bed. She actually like scoots in between them and then gets under the covers with them as well. I think that's my my favorite little thing. Is she actually gets under the covers of the bed with them as well, not just like sitting on top of the covers in between them. She's making herself comfortable. Oh, yeah. And she starts reading them a nice bedtime story. I mean, actually, it's about the um, the murder. <laughs> um, it says it was in 2015, which was not that uh, long before this is taking place. I mean, it's just a few years from when that happened to when they're living in this place. But also it makes sense why everyone knows about the murder thing, because it was a pretty recent in everyone's, in everyone's mind whenever they moved in. Oh, this is the murder house from a few years back. Yeah. Um, so it was like a drug deal gone bad. Um, she's reading from the book. It sounds like there were maybe like five drug dealers and a woman were killed. Um, and Hector's like, wait, this is a murder house. Hector didn't know about it. I love, uh, Heather's reaction to, to Hector's, you know, question. like, is this a murder house? He's like, yeah, like, like, (laughs) of course it is. (laughs) Like, She seems just so in awe that Hector is, like, dumb enough to not know this is a murder house. Why do you think she has that axe? She lives in a murder house. Of course she has an axe. Dot, Hector. And apparently when the woman was killed, uh, there was some, I guess, fecal matter that got on the walls. And so Hector's like, wait, this is a poo murder house? 
Oh, Todd loves it so much. Yeah. And the good thing is the only time that gets brought this entire episode is not a running gag at all. It's not, um, didn't make you cringe, I, I bet. <laughs> um, but for now, uh, we leave that topic. Rebecca thinks she hears a ghost in the house. Um, and so Hector's like, okay, I'm going to get out of here. And at first, Heather is like, what? But then you can see kind of um, her idea. She's like, oh, yeah, he has a point. If there is a ghost, we should go to a diner and get fries. Obviously, she's trying to get Rebecca to leave the house. What? What? That's what, I mean, she was so smooth with that. It was not obvious at all. That's what she's trying to do. Wow. I, you're, good job picking up on that very subtle, subtle uh, acting that Heather was doing there. I was going to say the same thing. Like, uh, Heather kind of ruins this plan, honestly. <laughs> like, I think that Hector would have gotten Rebecca out if Heather, like, wanted to stay in or, like, you know, done like that. But, uh, boy, she was, like, uh, really uh, not subtle at all. She's like, I'm so, so scared. <laughs> Guess we should get some fries. Did did Heather did Heather not take any acting classes at her community college? She took everything, Todd. She, she took, took all everything. Maybe, so. maybe they didn't offer acting classes. That's the only explanation. Yeah. But Rebecca says, I can't leave. Devin needs me. That's the name of the woman. Um <laughs> so then we see Rebecca telling Valencia about all of this, telling her about the book, and Valencia is totally buying into it. She gasps. And Heather is there in, in the kitchen and she's like, don't encourage her. She just doesn't want to leave the house. There's a logical explanation for all of this. If it was Thanksgiving, you would think there was a turkey in here. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, anyway, that's why I reached out to you, Valencia, because you get that there are other dimensions. <laughs> and then possibly my favorite part of the episode where... Valencia says, oh, yeah, honey, you don't have to sell me. I don't know if you know this, but ghosts are obsessed with me. <laughs> season one callback right there. She's like, in high school, I was haunted by John Candy, like, constantly. I had to look up John Candy. Had no idea who he was. <laughs> I, I, I wish I got more of this story. I wish <laughs> I knew more about what the John Candy haunting consisted of. Yeah, uh, I don't know the. I don't know if we've talked about this before. We may have back in season one when it was first mentioned. Uh, do we, as a panel here, believe in ghosts? Have we talked about this? I, I forget. We might have. I don't recall if we've talked about it or not, honestly, because that came up again. That was like, like, not quite a year ago, but a while ago. Um, yeah, uh, I'm not a big believer in ghosts. I don't know that I would say definitively there are no such things, but it's not something that I really believe in. Okay. I wouldn't say I have strong feelings on the matter. Um, if someone, you know, if someone believes in that, I'm not going to tell them they're wrong, but I, I really don't have a strong feeling either way. Really wishy-washy there, Lindy. Uh, That's why I love to be on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, allow me to just say, I'm I'm actually surprised that I come uh, the furthest uh, on this podcast. I, I definitely believe in ghosts, although probably not 
in the way that they are portrayed in like modern media or anything like that. I don't know about like hauntings or anything like that, but uh, you know, uh, I think there's certainly evil spirits that can, you know, do some dastardly stuff. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I'm not like big into, you know, seances or any kind of like whatever, but. Have have you ever done that like Ouija board or anything like that? Oh, I've definitely done a Ouija board before, for sure. Uh, I was very young. We were we were just uh, kids who didn't know exactly what was happening. But um, the there was one time in high school where a a group of us was going to do it, but our uh, one of the girls, a foreign exchange student, like she freaked out. Like, you do not mess with that sort of stuff. You do not. And, like, she freaked out so hard that we wound up not doing it because she was, like, scared to death that we were going to summon an evil spirit and all be cursed for the rest of our lives. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then we went to, like, one of the haunted house, a, uh, like, and she just, like, freaked out that the entire thing screamed in every room we went to. And every room we went to, like, people jump out the scare, and she would just, like, scream her head off. And they'd stop and go, oh, it's okay, it's okay. They'd take off their mask. See, I'm just a real person like you. Until we got to one room where someone jumped out and scared her, and she just screamed and just stood there. And the person just stood there and carefully the entire time, just, like, like cocking their head and their werewolf mask at her the entire time. And then she finally calmed down and started to walk forward again, and they scared her again. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my association with Ouija boards in my real life. Okay. Uh yeah, I don't remember what our Ouija board ever said. I was uh it was a long time ago, but uh yeah, okay. I did I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I feel like it's a little out of character for me to be the most like uh believing in ghost type of thing out of the three of us, but although I guess we don't even really know how Lindy feels, but um. <laughs> I said how I fe- I really I wouldn't say like oh yeah they're totally real or like oh they're totally not real because I don't know they could be or they could not be I'm saying I've never experienced that but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist okay is that not an answer is that not okay <laughs> I mean uh, uh, who how, how dare you prefer to have evidence for your belief system, Lindy? How dare you? <laughs> who am I to who am I to say a year into this podcast that Lindy not taking a definitive side is a problem? Uh, you know, I, here, what I will say, Lindy, is no one could possibly be offended uh, by your position on ghosts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why can't you take a hard stance on everything like I always do, Lindy? Come on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly i really i'm not trying to appease everyone i'm just saying what i think and Mm -hmm. it seems like it's not pleasing you uh (laughs) you know who's to say who's to say (laughs) you had a problem with my opinion (laughs) uh Maybe, maybe one day, would you haunt people, Lindy? Like, let's assume that that type of ghosts are real. She's totally haunting you. I mean, come on, Adam. I think. Oh, no, I'm going to die well before Lindy. But like, hypothetically, are you? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I do so much stupid stuff. Uh, if, If you like could haunt someone, would you? I don't need to know like who or like what you would do. But like, would you be interested in haunting someone? No, I would not. Oh, okay. It, should, it will come as no surprise. I definitely would. I would love to haunt someone. That Whoever would be so much. Whoever I want to haunt would not be deserving of that much of my time, is the thing. 
oh, they aren't good enough to be haunted by you. Exactly. Huh. Okay. Why am I spending my time as a ghost hanging out with someone I hate? Are you are you presuming that you have like limited time as a ghost to haunt? It doesn't matter how much time there is. Why, why when I'm a ghost and I can hang out with presumably anyone I want, why would I sure. why would I haunt someone? You know what I mean? Fun, drama, enjoyment. Uh I don't know. Pettiness. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Settle some <laughs> scores. I just, like... I, I just like the people that I would want to be petty towards. I would never want to see again. So like, why am I searching them out? You know? Yeah. Fair enough. Maybe you need to hold more grudges, Lindy. I'm, I'm full of those. I <laughs> <laughs> not have room for anymore. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, that was a little ghost ghost segment there. That's what everyone wanted. Um. <laughs> Another, uh, you know what? Just uh, screw it. Another call to the listeners. If you listen and you believe in ghosts or don't believe in ghosts, I'd like to know. I'm curious. What percentage of our listener base believes in ghosts? If you're still listening to this, <laughs> just let us know that in general. I, I bet, honestly, I bet more of our listeners do not believe in ghosts than believe in ghosts. Should, I, should we like include a third option of like, maybe you, maybe you might believe in ghosts? I don't okay. care. Middle, okay. Right. <laughs> That'll be option four. Okay. I believe in ghosts. Yeah, yeah. They might be real. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't care. You wanted a strong opinion. I don't care. Okay. Honestly, I love it, Lindy. What? That's a great opinion. That's fantastic. I have that opinion about so many things. Okay. There we go. Are you saying I don't have opinions about things? I don't understand. No, I'm saying I love the. I love an apathetic opinion. A hard line of apathy is great. Crazy. And that might seem ridiculously counterintuitive and potentially impossible. But it's not, Todd. If you feel strongly that you don't care, that's still feeling strongly. <laughs> oh, my God. I have nothing to say on this episode. Okay. <laughs> Then how are we 50 minutes in and we're not even very far? No, we're like basically done. Okay. Flashback to to before the episode. And I was like, I wouldn't be mad if this was a short one. And flashback to present. You know what? We could if we um if we just we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um Adam, we're not done with the scene yet. So sorry. (laughs) Good things. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We'll get there. Uh, Rebecca thinks that Devin is trying to communicate with her. Um, She has looked at her old Facebook page and thinks, well, she was this great person and the student, she just made a mistake. Now she's remembered for one bad decision and is asking Valencia, like, how can we reach out to her? And Valencia suggests a seance. And so Rebecca is immediately, like, excited about this, but then takes a step back and she's like, wait a second. I'm a woman of science, not seance. Maybe Heather's right. Maybe there is some sort of psychological reason I'm creating this ghost. And then she gets a text message from Dr. Copian asking where she is because she had an appointment. And Rebecca's like, no, it's a ghost. I definitely have a ghost. Poor Dr. Copian. Um, she probably has a c- cancellation fee, though. Oh, I'm. she's got to. I mean, I think most of her kayak money comes from Rebecca's cancellations. It's got yeah, to. I can see that. <laughs> um. 
And let's say, like, before, whenever they were doing the video conference call, and Dr. Copian's like, you have the tools. You can do this, which I really like that. I really like Dr. Copian's, like, reminding her, you've been doing the work. You have the tools to overcome this. But once again, Rebecca is not wanting to use things that she's learned and is just retreating from reality. Uh, like, and, you know, she's been presented with all this stuff. She's doing the work, but she still isn't. Uh, it's not the point where that work uh, is automatic for. It's she has to want to apply what she's learned. And here she's too scared to. And so she's just retreating into this ghost fantasy. Yeah. Um, and then we get this scene. I know I said the Valencia ghost thing was my favorite part of the episode, but that's not true. This is my favorite part. Madison walks out in her Halloween costume that Daryl has made for her, and she is Snailer Swift, and it's the most adorable thing I've ever seen. It is great. It is oh. great. I love the continuing snail stuff with Madison that it's like been a nice through line for uh, all the seasons uh, and it's a great costume and it's all thanks to Daryl. This is a top notch costume. Uh, I'm like thoroughly impressed. This is better than any costume that I've ever gone as uh, for Halloween. So this is, uh, this is incredible. And yeah, Madison is saying this is great. You know, it's way better than someone's Katy Berry costume from last year. Um, and then her mom shows up. Uh, she is dressed up as all the sexy things. <laughs> Not just one. Yeah, there was like, so you came as sexy? Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because, you know, Madison's coming over to her place with her friends. And so her mom wants to look out for some of the, you know, divorced dads <laughs> she's um, interested in. And, you know, Madison gives her some good intel on... Someone who, you know, it's not final yet, but, you know, the signs are there. Madeline, uh, Madison is very astute when it comes to um, her parents' relationships. Very true. And it's kind of fun, like, what you're like, she, now she's not even, like, on the verge of playing matchmaker a little bit. Uh, before, she was, like, breaking breaking her dad up uh, when they need to be broken up. But now she's like, okay, yeah, mom, here, here's a good guy. So Madison's being her mom's wing woman, which is a little odd at the same time, I guess. Um, so then we go back to the office. Nathaniel walks in and everyone is wearing Halloween costumes. He's obviously really disgusted by that. Uh, Tim is a peach, which I love. <laughs> I love this look from Tim. Um, unfortunately, he cannot sit down anywhere. <laughs> so in the conference room, he tries to sit in one of the chairs. Obviously he cannot. So he's like, I'll just stand. <laughs> A nice bit of physical comedy from Tim there. I'll, I'll give him that. And Bert is leading a meeting. Nathaniel is annoyed that, you know, Bert is in charge and, you know, stealing his clients. And Nathaniel asks, like, why is everyone listening to him? And basically it's because his dad said that Bert was the boss now. And so everyone listened to Nathaniel's dad because he's in charge. Um, and Nathaniel, you know, walks out and gets Tim to come with him. Again, in the big peach costume. And that's when Maya stands up and is like, does anyone know who I am? I'm Katie Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, she like was so proud of herself. She was like so happy trying to get the attention. Uh, clearly no one had sussed it out what she was up to this point. Um, I do wonder, should we uh, rank the costumes 
in the office here. What do we like the most? The peach. Yeah, number I agree. One. I think peach yeah. has to be number one. Totally agree. Then uh, Maya. I agree. Well, yeah. Okay. I I actually put Maya second. I don't know about you, Todd. Um, I kind of like Paula's look, but uh, okay. I, I I appreciate the joke of Maya's look, uh, the, the cleverness of it. And I would we, put Paula three. And we all put George Washington fourth. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're basically him, him and his wooden there. teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, gross. Uh, okay, so we're like basically all in agreement there. My other question: Have you ever worked in a place where people came dressed up for Halloween? Yes. Oh, okay. I have not. So I like I always, I see this trope on other shows and whatever, and I've just never. Uh, what have you gone as, Todd? Did you like make a costume or or go crazy? Yeah. So let's see. Uh, one year I went as Doctor Horrible. Um, one year I went as Axe Cop. I don't know if you're familiar with Axe Cop. It was like a web comic that was a also was a animated series for a little while. Uh, a couple times we did like themes. So one year it was fictional characters, and so I went as Dr. Mark Green from ER. Uh, another year my unit uh, did a group costume when we all came as Peanuts characters. Nice. So I was uh, Charlie Brown. Uh. I know I've went as a few, I, one time I just basically bought like a really cheap wig from the local grocery store, wore one of my kind of horror themed uh, comic book shirts and flannel and just went like as a heavy metal rocker dude. Uh, so yeah, just a few things, but yeah, uh, this has all been, oh, once I went to Cyclops from the X-Men. Um, yeah. Uh, my, uh, my, the office I work in now uh, is pretty, uh, we are not on the main campus. So we're like, people don't come out to see us. We're like a behind the scenes part of the library ordering and stuff. So we don't have to deal with the public at all. So it's just kind of like, yeah, it's Halloween. You want to dress up? Dress up. Uh, okay. I want to report for this Halloween is, uh, is what you go in. If you're still dressing up or going into the office. Yeah. I don't know if we'll have a, uh, actually, I think Halloween actually falls on a Monday this year, which is usually my work from home day. So probably not going to happen unless we suddenly have a decide to have a party i also okay. wind up a lot of times taking like a week off around halloween time just like my that's my have a bit of a staycation to enjoy my my horror movie watching that go. is so great i love that wow uh linda you've ever worked anywhere that had like uh dress up for halloween not that i recall i don't okay. think so Wow. Uh, none of us have as fun jobs as Todd does, apparently. He's uh, so whimsical over there. Is that the only measure of fun? I don't <laughs> Halloween know. costumes? It's it a measure. Up. It cracks me up that you just said that our office is whimsical because my boss uh, was once on a a, a, a committee uh, during during COVID times, a committee that having these uh, like a like video calls with these libraries from all across the country. And she uh, had a we had done this goofy thing, uh, like making like a whole like fake band in our office. And we all had like these fake band names just as, as a, as a goofy thing to do to post in, like the library newsletter. And so she got on there and she had forgotten to change uh, her screen name. And then I was like, why is your screen name Janice Magenta? Like, Oh, Oh, it's all right. We did this thing. And one of the librarians from like a, like a big, big, uh, like Ivy school, like, Oh, well your, your library sounds whimsical and when she said that it was a little bit more judgy than whenever you said that our library was whimsical but uh wow 
Well, first and foremost, I don't often get told that other people are more judgy than I am when talking about how we describe things. Uh, but I was definitely using whimsical in a fun way because I've never been in an office that is like dressed up. So, uh, wow, uh, that's brutal. The intense library game there. A lot of, uh, uh, you know, wow. Academia. Yay. Oof. Well, speaking of whimsical. I can't make that one work. Daryl is looking at breast milk online. What do you want me to say? <laughs> is that not the textbook definition of women? No, I can't even. I can't. But he's honest. He's being so weird about it. The way he's describing it, it's too much. And and white he, white Josh is over at Daryl's place. Um, he's fixing the baby monitor for him. And uh, Daryl asks if white Josh will stay with Heavy while he goes to buy this. Um, although I don't think he tells him what he's doing, but he wants, you know, Josh to babysit. And White Josh is kind of like, uh, do you remember why you broke up? Like, <laughs> um, oh, well, actually, yeah, Daryl does tell him what he's doing because yeah, White Josh is like, nothing's wrong with formula. You <laughs> well, <laughs> something's wrong with the way I just said formula. <laughs> But nothing's wrong with formula. He says, like, I'm the most, you know, muscular, whatever, healthy, fit person you know, right? Yeah. And then Daryl's like, yeah, but but you're you're a bit of a robot. To which White Josh responds, you're not the first person to say that. And I take it as a compliment. Yeah. And Daryl is just feeling insecure that, you know, Heavy doesn't have a mom. And so... Why Josh, you know, agrees to stay and watch Heavy. So uh, one thing I, I wanted to bring up somewhere in the midst of this discussion, I don't remember exactly what triggers it, but Daryl says something to which Why Joe responds, gross, which is actually the exact same thing Madison said earlier. Whenever her mom was talking about trying to hook up with a uh, the single dads, gross. So I'm curious, do you think that Why Joe got this from Madison or Madison got this from Why Joe? I guess. I guess it could go either way. I would say normally I would think like the kid would, you know, pick up the phrase from like an adult. But I think Madison's so cool that like if my Josh heard him say that, maybe yeah. he would say it too. That's kind of where I'm leaning. But I, I think, you know, I do think that they, uh, I can even say like them hanging out together and both of them just doing it uh, simultaneously because they had such a great relationship whenever he was dating Daryl. I could see it being like almost like a spontaneous thing that was like an inside joke with them. I don't know. But it just like really struck me because never Madison said it, I laughed. And then Why Joe said it. And yeah, it's part of the thing of the show just does it all the time to have characters like say the exact same thing that someone else said. But for the, to be the two of them, I just feel like there's enough of a connection between them. I could see it being that one of them came up with it and it just kind of like by osmosis, the other one absorbed it into their uh, vocabulary. Yeah, I like that. Um, then we see at the office, Nathaniel is just like watching Bert and Maya talking. He's obviously so bothered by all of this. Um, he tells Tim like that he hates Bert. And again, Tim cannot sit down. <laughs> On the couch and he's like i'll just stand and nathaniel says that he wants to uh get rid of bert and he's got to dig up some dirt on him so yeah so the whole time that he's staring at bert bert's in the kitchen talking to maya and maya's still in her katie berry costume and 
I only noticed this because of the subtitles, because you like, the subtitles actually show like a little bit of other conversation. And Bert tells Maya, "Bears remind me of wolves." It's just like the most random piece of dialogue thrown in there. There's no bear on anything, but just like also I see on my screen, you no know, bears remind me of wolves. I'm like, okay, is there gonna be no no follow up that uh, it's gonna come for the rest of it? No, it's just okay. Bears, they're, they're both mammals. They both have fur. They both live in the woods. So yeah, I guess I can see it. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, speaking of, sure, why not? Um, the the women are holding a seance, uh, led by Valencia. <laughs> it's Paula, Heather, Rebecca, and Valencia. Obviously, the girl group. And Paula is skeptical. She's like, "Let's be real. This is crap. You're just ashamed to leave the house." And Heather's like, "Yep, that sounds right." And Rebecca pushes back. She's like, the evidence is overwhelming. The book. The creaking. The book. The creaking. <laughs> overwhelming. Yep. 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 Cannot uh, argue with that mountain. That veritable mountain of evidence. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll come back to their seance. First we see Nathaniel at home base. Everyone is wearing costumes. And... Uh, this guy in a detective outfit is walking by and Nathaniel asks him for the info, but turns out he's just wearing a detective costume for Halloween. The real detective that Nathaniel hired is sitting next to him at the bar wearing a baby costume. I loved that play. I thought that was, I thought that was really funny. Uh, it was, you know, I feel like it was pretty easy comedy, but it definitely worked for me. Now, now I'm sad that we weren't able to get Mike Bloom on for this episode with a man dressed as a baby. But, oh, well. <laughs> um, and Nathaniel says he hates Halloween and he starts looking through all these papers. Then we see White Josh at Daryl's place handing out candy to little trick-or-treaters. And um, he's like, if you must eat candy, please try and limit yourselves to one piece of dark chocolate a day, okay? It lowers your cholesterol and it prevents certain kinds of cancers. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> They're running away. Sometimes, as you know, it's surprising that I love White Joe as much as I do, considering that he hates Halloween and is always talking about being healthy. Uh, <laughs> and yet I still love him. His judginess uh, uh, overshines the rest of it. And then, um, you know, someone else comes up to Trick or Treat. <laughs> it's our favorite man-child. <laughs> Joshua Felix Chan. <laughs> <laughs> white josh lets him in and he's like oh thank goodness you're not dressed up like you're an adult and he's like josh is like i'm a weatherman because <laughs> he's wearing like you know slacks and like a a collared shirt and you know a tie <laughs> yeah i mean why you should know better oh josh chan is just like an adult he's obviously in costume yeah, and uh, Josh says that he brought a baby present for Daryl. And for, like, a second, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, <laughs> but then when you remember, wait a second, Josh and Daryl aren't friends. Like, <laughs> And then Josh explains what happened. Uh, 
he wants to wake up heavy because he says, I saw this cute little koala costume and I was like, who can I buy this for? And then I was like, my ex-fiance's baby that she had with her boss might need a costume. (laughs) (laughs) Ex-fiance's baby that she had with her boss. Uh... (laughs) But not the one that she's sleeping with. (laughs) That I... I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. None of those internet comments said she had a baby with her boss. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been so easy for Josh to not be in this episode. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I loved this scene. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think Adam begs to differ. I, the, I will say we're not like quite there yet, but the costume was cute. I liked the costume. Uh, babies dressed in cute costumes. Dogs dressed in cute costumes. That I That's certainly cute, and I like it. I Josh didn't to- need to be involved, though. Like, Josh- <laughs> Can't you see Josh's point of like, oh my gosh, this costume is so cute. Wait, I don't know any babies. Wait, I do know a baby. <laughs> yeah, but like it's Halloween night, and this is what Josh is doing. Going because the alternative here, and I, this to me is like the funniest situation because it kind of works out in Josh's favor that white Josh is there because they're like actually friends. The alternative to this situation is Josh shows up and we get Josh and Daryl interacting with each other one on one here for him buying a costume. That would have been interesting. I like what I would have been intrigued to see how that went, but like, what was his plan? I mean. Let's be honest. Daryl would have just been like over the moon that someone thought of it, and so true. Uh, true. It would have been it would have gone much more smoothly than him trying to convince Y Joe to wake the baby up because Y Joe does not want to wake the baby up. But Josh's excitement and loud voice does wake the baby up. She starts crying, um, and then we cut to seeing Heavy in the costume. It's super cute, obviously. How could it not be? And Josh is using a baby voice to talk to her. And White Josh is like, I hate your baby boys, but she does look cute. And so he goes to call Daryl to find out where he is. You know, he's not back yet. And on the phone, Daryl is like explaining, kind of frantically explaining the story. Like he met this woman in an alley to buy breast milk, but he tasted it first and it was vanilla almond milk. (laughs) And then he thought her boyfriend was going to like hurt him but turns out it was just a costume um but the cops were involved and now daryl's in traffic and then after telling this whole story he's like wait what's wrong with my baby like you wouldn't have called if something wasn't wrong like what's wrong and white josh lies to daryl he's like well nothing is wrong but he's like oh no she's asleep everything's fine (laughs) like he doesn't want to Tell Daryl he's missing this super cute koala costume. So over at Rebecca's place, the seance continues. Um, they're all holding hands, and Valencia asks Devin to send them a message. Um, Heather and Paula are not taking this seriously at all. But then the table that they're sitting around just levitates in the air. And... They're all like, whoa. And then the lights go out and they all scream and they're all freaked out. And then Paula is like, best Halloween ever. These illusions are amazing. But the problem is Valencia's like, I didn't do anything. 
and she is so scared and then they're all scared now and heather and paula want to leave but rebecca's like no we gotta stay we gotta listen to Devin." that would really freak me out uh if this happened here as the lights went off the tables moving i mean i would like i would start losing it uh if if this would happen for sure i mean those are really like especially the table part like the lights going out like okay like power out it just happened but the table like right in front of them floating that would that would be scary it does i will say it does make the question what was this table like sitting on like what was the what was the structure of the table such that it could like roll around like that i would say we'll never know or will we uh, we won't i think we do could I we i don't think so no oh, well, i'm pretty sure no we could. no <laughs> but we might <laughs> In all honesty, it doesn't make sense, really, that, like, steam from pipes would come up <laughs> right under the table. Like, wh what? Is yeah. there a hole in the floor or something? Like, Yeah, I know. If, if enough steam came out to do that, the steam would have, like, hit them being that close and would have, like, scalded the heck out of all of them as well, I yeah, think. So. I mean, so this is what I'm saying. Uh, maybe this is Devin. How do we know? We don't. But we could. But we, we don't know. We might. Do you? Maybe. <laughs> so Daryl returns home with <laughs> all of the milk that he's purchased. He's really excited. He's got a ton of it. But unfortunately, the power is out and he needs to store the milk. Um, but obviously, the fridge and the freezer are also out right now. But he's frantically pulling things out of the freezer so he can store it in there temporarily. Um, then we see Nathaniel talking to his dad about Bert at the office. Um, you know, he wants his dad to see the truth about Bert. He hands in the papers, but his dad is like, oh, I already knew about all of this. He's like, I don't, I don't care about Bert. I care about you. Uh, you know, you're a screw up in love with a lunatic who pushed a man off a roof. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> um, but he says, I read the Daily Covina and comment on it. <laughs> um yeah there's a little hint that nathaniel's dad is one of the commenters rebecca's been reading um and he says that he called burton to basically wake up nathaniel and it worked because here nathaniel is at the office like late at night you know working overtime but nathaniel's takeaway here is wait you care about me yeah and uh plimpton senior's response to this is like oh i really did a number on you didn't i and i'm thinking oh is he actually going to acknowledge the fact that he's a crappy father and that maybe if he had like spoken words of encouragement and showed affection, it might have made a difference in his son's life? And then he continues on, what really matters is the firm. I'm like, nope, well, nope, there it is. There it is right there. What really matters is the firm. Okay. Thank, thank you for not a, uh, shattering my belief that you're a complete and total ass, uh, Nathaniel Sr. Is there a chance that he was talking about the John Grisham novel? No. Or the movie. <laughs> or the movie. Not a chance. Okay, well. 
then yeah, so he just is, sucks, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that have made it better, though. I but, think yeah. it would have. What really matters is this novel that I'm reading, Nathaniel. Yeah. And me and me worrying about you is preventing me from finishing the novel. So I need you to, to suck it up so I can actually get through and find out how this all resolves. Well, probably not the end part, uh, but like the very beginning part of like what really matters is The Firm by John Grisham. Here, I got you a copy. We're going to read it together. I have a whole set of book club questions ready to go. <laughs> like that, you know, I think oh, we could have yeah. recovered it that way. Oh, a nice bonding experience between fathers. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it's, and not for nothing, it's a book about law, kind of. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. If the show had gone that direction, that would have been different for sure. Yes. So you're correct there. That they yes. got that direction, it definitely would have been a different outcome. The start of the Nathaniel Plimpton Sr. redemption arc via John Grisham. That's all except good it's not. It's... Except, yeah, okay, except it's not. We, okay, we get it, Lindy. <laughs> do we get it? We could. But uh, do we? We might. I guess we'll never know. Unless we do. Do we? Is this bit still working for anybody? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Is it? <laughs> it might be. Are you sure? Can we be sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are we still doing it? It's working for us. <laughs> I think it's always come all the way around because there was a minute there where it was not working, but we fully embraced it. Now it's working again. <laughs> or is it? <laughs> no, it's not working anymore. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Now it's over. Um, so Rebecca is begging for a sign from Devin, and that's when the lights come back on. Um, and Rebecca's like, oh, I'm supposed to look at her Facebook page. And of course, that's the, you know, page she was already on when the, you know, last time she used a computer, but whatever. Um, and she looks at her page and it turns out that Halloween is the anniversary of Devin's death. And so Rebecca's like, oh my gosh, we need to honor her. That's what she wants. She wants us to bring her flowers, basically. So we go back to Daryl. He has finally managed to fit all of the milk in the freezer and the power comes back on. Um, and White Josh is like, oh, wow, that must be like six months worth. And Daryl's like, this is a week's worth. I'm going to have to do this all the time. Um, obviously, that seems just not feasible. Um, and that's when Madison and her mom walk in. And Daryl or White Josh tells him all about what Daryl has done with the milk and that he missed his daughter's first Halloween as a koala. And Daryl's like, You said specifically that she was not a koala. I think that could be my favorite line of the episode. Like, Daryl, you specifically said she was not a koala. Yeah. And that's when Daryl is like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I missed this. I just wanted Heavy to have like every advantage. You know, Madison was breastfed and she is the greatest. Like, she's amazing. Um, and her name's Stacy, right? I always forget yeah, her name. Stacey. Yeah. Stacy, um, she's like, maybe we're just good parents. And I don't know what I told you back then, but I only breastfed for like 10 days. <laughs> um, and she goes on to be super supportive. She's like, your daughter, well, this. <laughs> this is just funny your daughter with the weird name but other than that she's supportive uh your daughter with the weird name does not need breast milk or mom she just needs a good parent and she has one 
And it's like, oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, it's quite possibly the nicest we've ever seen Stacey be uh, in all of her appearances. Oh, but yeah, sure. it, it's definitely it's really nice to see her be supportive of Daryl now that they're they're finally divorced. They have everything all the baggage out of the way, and she's able to say, "Yeah, you are a good parent," uh, if, if nothing else. Uh, so yeah, it was a really, really nice scene. And it gets even sweeter when Madison says, you're a great father. I got so many compliments on my costume. You snailed it, dude. You always do. Such a, it's such a pure compliment. It's so heartwarming. I loved it. And of course, that makes Daryl feel so much better. So now we go back to Rebecca, Paula, Heather, and Valencia, and they're in a graveyard, the one where the Hocus Pocus screening was. There's a bunch of trash there. Um, And they find Devin's grave, and Rebecca starts talking out loud to her. She says, I know your story, and I know your shame, but you deserve flowers today. I know what it's like to feel ashamed. I know it's easier sometimes to dwell in that rather than move on. There's something satisfying about staying in the purgatory of your past. You can't change what happened, but you can change what will happen. So move on, Devin. Move forward. And obviously, Rebecca is talking to Devin, but she's also talking about herself. And Valencia says, she made mistakes. We all do. (laughs) And then uh, someone says, aw. And it's the guards stepping out from behind a tombstone. And they all scream because they did not know someone was here. Um, and the card says, I'm sorry if I scared you ladies. Hello, Paula. <laughs> Paula's like, oh my gosh, this guy. Yep. Return of Patton Oswalt as the creepy cemetery guard. With the thing for sea life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he says, I know you all think I'm creepy, but I promise I've been watching you the whole time. <laughs> classic non-creepy thing to say (laughs) totally normal yeah he says he's been standing in an open grave um and (laughs) i think i heard someone talking about shame (laughs) 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 yeah i love i love that and rebecca like raises her hand kind of slowly like oh yeah that was me And he says, shame affects all of us, Rebecca, not just because you have a history of arson or you slept with your ex-boyfriend's dad. <laughs> and she's like, what? <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, I also edit the Daily Covina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sequence is so good. It's so yeah. bizarre and so random, <laughs> but it's so funny. Um, and he says, what haunts people the most is their own past. And he does this evil laugh. And then we get the next song of this episode called The Cringe. I'm going to go to Todd first since you love the Halloween and the horror and everything. What do you think of this one? Uh, again, it's not one I'm kind of a little torn on. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's very much like in the mode of like a monster mash type thing. And uh, I think there's some some funny aspects to it, some funny lines to it. I like the part where they all just start doing the dance. Like doing the cringe dance, doing the little facial expressions and everything. I think that's stuff's fun. And like the the stinger of a, uh, aren't you the guy that killed me? Like a uh, pretty, uh, and Rick's like, what? Like nothing, never mind. Uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, but overall, uh, I think it's like one of those, it's kind of fun that, yeah, it, it's fine. I, uh, I like it okay, but it's not one of my favorites. But uh, I do, again, I like the costumes, like the, 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 all the all the girl squad forever in their uh, skeleton dresses and you know 
So I, I think there's some some fun visuals in it with that, but just lyrically, it's it's okay. Wow, Todd, I have to say, this song completely worked for me. It's, I mean, certainly a direct parody of Monster Mash, and I just, like I, I think they just nailed the whole aesthetic here in the graveyard. Like we get the dead bodies coming up. Uh, I love Pat Oswald. I said this every time he's been on the show. Um, he's in so many shows that I love, uh, and I think he's just so good. He's perfect for this part. Uh, love a guest-led song as well. Um, yeah, I, th- I mean, this worked for me completely. The costumes were top-notch. I thought the lyrics were witty. I thought it was funny. There were, like, really good moments at the end. Um, this this is it fully worked for me. I feel really bad saying this, but I, I just, I don't love this song. It's just okay for me. Um, like, I think they do a good job with it, but it's not, it doesn't have this kind of, magical quality of like oh my gosh yeah i love this song you know um i don't know what it is but nothing like sticks out to me about the song like i remember their outfits but i i don't know that i could quote like a line from it just from watching the episode except maybe the part where the guy is like aren't you the guy that that killed me um but i think that's probably the the height of this song for me and that's not really even part of the singing so i feel really bad i'm cringing as i'm saying that the cringe doesn't really work for me i the thing is i want it to like some songs i'm like oh yeah i don't like this one and that's fine but this one i like i want to like it but it's like eh. um so back at the firm uh nathaniel tells bert like i'm back in charge you know I'm sure you saw the email from my dad uh, telling you that. And like, why are you still here? And Bert says, well, I'm still here. I like it here. I like the people and the work. It's something to do besides write internet comments. (laughs) Um, And then he says, also, like, I control the majority of this branch. I was only silent before to be the nice guy, but (laughs) I'm still uh, in charge here. And he says he's made a few changes and he takes Nathaniel out to the lobby and turns out he renamed the branch. Um, Instead of just adding his name to it, he's renamed it Mountaintop. Uh, I definitely want to talk about the name, but the sign has like some lightning bolts at the end there. And Maya is like, it's so pretty. I love lightning bolts. So why Mountaintop? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't really seem to fit their location at all. Uh, as far as I know, West Covina is not at a mountaintop. I don't know if it's a very mountainy area that they're living in. Um, it just seems a little uh, random, but it is Bert as well. So there's no telling what has uh, prompted this. But yeah, it just seems like a bit of an odd choice. Because uh, there's there's no context given at all. It's just I've renamed it Mountaintop. Our names are still under there though. So like, all right. I love a catchy name, and I will say another show that I've been binging a lot of uh, again is Suits. Uh, one of my comfort shows. I love Suits. Um, and so with my vast legal knowledge and analysis, f- again just from watching Suits. Um, my understanding is that law firms just have last names of of name partners uh, as the name. I don't think there's a lot of law firms that are like, you know, 
catchy slogan names. Like I think it's almost exclusively last names of partners. (laughs) Like I think that's the whole thing. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Uh, Every law firm that I'm aware of uh, is basically like that. So, Uh, so this would certainly be standing out. My other question is lightning associated with the tops of mountains. Like, is, is that an association that I am not aware of? Does it lightning more often up there? I don't know, but maybe it's just all supposed to be flashy. It's like, okay. on top, lightning, buzzwords. Yeah, because I love, I just like Maya, I love lightning. Uh, like that, you know, as much as anyone can love, or what did she say? I love lightning bolts or, or whatever it is. I, that's, I mean, it's a great aesthetic to have. The mountaintop is what confuses me. I don't think we have the answer again for you, Adam, but you can ask the listeners. Okay. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Another plea to, to anyone who is listening to you. If you have any idea, if you've been, do you ever mountain climb? You ever climbed a mountain? I've never climbed a mountain. That should surprise nobody, but. Not, I mean, I've been a uh, relatively high up uh, once in Breckenridge, like took uh, like the ski lift up towards the top of the mountain. Not for, okay. not for skiing, but it was like they, it was in the summertime and there's like a little like sled slalom thing that track that goes down so we went relatively high up up the mountain so i've been like kind of high altitude but i've never actually like done any mountain climbing okay Lindy, are you a climber definitely not i but i like i've been on hikes and like part of those hikes may have been on a mountain but i wouldn't say i climbed a whole mountain like <laughs> did you hike a whole mountain what do you want no. i mean oh okay so just, okay, so none of us have been to a top of a mountain, so we wouldn't. Oh, have... definitely never to the mountain top. No. Okay, well, if anyone listening has, uh, I'm interested in your experiences relighting specifically. Literally, just... no one is going to reach out to us about this podcast. They might I though. Swear. They might. Who no knows? one's going to respond to any other. Questions. Are there mountains in Idaho? Oh my gosh, <laughs> there might be, Lindy. <laughs> is that where the white market? is oh house is mountaintop idaho is the mountaintops in idaho do the rockies go through idaho they might but do they i don't know okay lindy get us out of this podcast what is next <laughs> <laughs> you are the one who went there okay hey. <laughs> um oh i love this i love this little ending of the bert nathaniel thing nathaniel says don't get too comfortable and bert says oh i won't not with my fibromyalgia. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and then we just have one more scene in this episode. Uh, so Paula, Valencia, Rebecca are at home base, or they arrive there, and they're about to go in. Rebecca is worried about being judged, but they encourage her, and so they go in. And this guy asked for a selfie with Rebecca. He said he dressed up as her last night, you know, as the rooftop killer. And he asked her to put her hands around his neck for the picture. And honestly, this is super uncomfortable. I know it's supposed to be, but it it really works. It is really uncomfortable. Um, And then uh, they sit down and, you know, Heather comes over and she says that she heard from the landlord, like, there's an explanation. There was an issue with the pipes. There was steam, you know coming out of it and that's what knocked the book off the shelf and made a groaning sound and shot up through the floor to float the table um you know it all seems like a reasonable explanation but valencia is like well you know maybe there was a ghost and heather and paul are like no like 
there's a rational explanation for everything. And Vince is like, I guess we'll never know. And Heather says, no, we do know. <laughs> and they just keep going back and forth. Um, and that's the end of the episode. Is it? I, I, I guess we'll never know. Well, we, I mean, we could know. No, I, I don't. I don't think we do. Unless we did. And that's our episode. That's the episode, season four, uh, episode two. Um, I know we talked for a long time, but I feel like I have nothing to say about the actual episode itself. <laughs> and why did we talk so long? Because I so think many if you review the tapes, he did not talk about the episode hardly at all. So I, I don't think, think I did. <laughs> I don't think I made like any comments about the actual episode. Oh my God. Um, well, there's always so much other stuff to talk about. Uh, including what we are going to be doing next because we have to get into a highly contentious final season uh, of CXG here of uh, Todd's Game Corner! Todd's Game In Todd's Game Corner. So this is just the second episode of the fourth season here. 18 episodes this season. Plenty of time. We're still laying the groundwork to see how this is going to shape up today. Uh, last week, we answered questions about Todd's various BuzzFeed adventures uh, and who he <laughs> was identified as uh, in different shows. To mixed success uh of that particular quiz um but i do believe uh if i am looking at these scores here correctly that i did come out on top uh just by a question last week so we're at one to zero plenty of time for all kinds of uh crazy shenanigans to happen this season starting right now so todd uh for the second time here what do you have for us today well, I'm sure it will come no surprise to you after what this episode was about that we're going to have a breast milk quiz. Oh no, of course, it's going to be Halloween based. It's going to be horror oh movies. It's God. horror movies. You know it's horror movies. I'm not even going to, to pretend. So mm -hmm. You did pretend. And, yeah. <laughs> you tried. Yeah. I tried so hard. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, I tried as hard as Heather did to convince you all that, hey, I was doing something different. Uh, anyway, uh, it's going to be the classic. I'm going to name four things. Three of them are actual, can you believe it, horror movies, and one is one that I have made up. Um, so now, I just have to say, we've never had a horror movie quiz proper. However... I do feel like almost every week we have at least a question or two that is horror movie related to whatever the other topic is. So there's there anything connecting any of these horror movie themes other than they are horror movies? Uh, for the most part, they are not good horror movies. They're horror movies with like very bizarre names. It's basically like, like kind of goofy, okay. weird name. Like basically, I didn't just go like, okay, I uh, pick a pick a regular sounding uh, film. No, these are all ones where the names are names or concepts are a little out there. So, uh, okay. Again, trying for the weird, the weirds, the puns, the, you know, all that fun stuff. All right. So, let's rock and roll. Yep. And I believe that a, uh, I'm trying to remember who went first 
last week. I believe Adam went first. I think it was time. Adam. So Lindy will go first this time. So Lindy, here are your four options. And these are all kind of punny names. So first of all, we have High Ghoul Reunion, Ginger Dead Man, Pocahontas with Haunt with a U, and Poultry Geist. I'm going to need you to repeat all of this. <laughs> so we have High Ghoul Reunion, Ginger Dead Man, Pocahontas, and Poultry Geist. Poultry Geist. Poultry Geist. Okay. Yes. So I have to say these are really good puns. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm really enjoying them. I always dread this style of quiz because it's so difficult. Might be obvious if you're listening, but in the moment, I <laughs> Adam's shaking and said no. <laughs> um, I will say, oh, and is it two points? And if I get it wrong, yeah, yeah, Adam can Same steal. Yeah. This is not a comment on whether I think this is the answer or not, but high ghoul reunion sounds really great. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I don't know. I'm gonna go with poultry geist. Poltergeist is indeed a real movie about people being haunted by a chicken ghost. Of so, course. Adam, it's now your attempt. Oh, boy. Okay, do I go with my favorite pun here? Or do I go with the one that was my gut? Uh, can you list the three one more time? Yeah, High Goal Reunion, Ginger Dead Man, Pocahontas. Yeah, I mean, I have to go with Pocahontas because that is easily the best pun on the board. That's really funny stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I, not going to lie. The entire idea for this quiz came because I wanted to work Pocahontas into this because whenever I first saw this movie on Netflix, I'm like, I can't believe that's a real thing. But no, it is indeed a real thing. And oh. High Goal Reunion is the one that I came up with. Oh, so. man. <laughs> oh, Todd, you really had me there for a second. I thought I <laughs> thought I had cracked it. Okay, zero to zero. Uh, all four of those puns are, are top tier. That was that's really good stuff. I thought High Goal Reunion was the best one. <laughs> good job. Then you said that. I'm like, why? Thank you. So. Yeah. Not enough to pick it though. Yeah. Hate to yeah. see it. Okay, still zero zero here. Yeah. So the uh, the next uh, group of movies are all things that are kind of like evil objects. Uh, so it's, you'll see. So if we have A, Deathbed, the bed that eats. B, the devil's boxers. C, evil bong. And D, killer condom. <laughs> and yes, three of those are real movies. Okay. Well, Todd did, I don't think Todd put killer condom in the, in the list of four. <laughs> Uh, I hate to give a free hint to Lindy there, or is it a free hint? Who knows? Um, okay, I am going to go with. <sighs> Oy vey. Okay, give me deathbed, the bed that eats. Deathbed, the bed that eats is indeed a real movie. Chance to see. All right. So, Lindy, your options are The Devil's Boxers, Evil Bong, or Killer Condom. If Todd made up Killer Condom, I don't I don't even know what we're doing here anymore. I, <laughs> I cannot be his. 
Um, so I, I mean, who knows, but my gut was saying devil's boxers and Lindy's on the board with one point because I didn't really oh. make up the devil's boxers. Yeah. There, right. there are several, there are several things that I almost added. Uh, but I was like, yeah, they would know in, a, in an instant that there's no way I would have come up with that one. I knew killer condom was probably a bit of a giveaway. But I just had to include it because come on, there's a movie called killer condom it had, had to be out there. Yeah, we had uh, to give light yeah. to that. Okay, Lindy, you're in a very important position here because if you get this right, you win the quiz. And I'm historically so good at being in that position. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are all slightly uh, more verbose, wordier uh, titles is kind of what uh, connects these four together. Uh, so first of all, we have Beaster Day. Here comes Peter Cottonhill. Then we have Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell, with the emphasis on gore and gourmet. And then we have Macdeath, A Tragedy in Five Hacks. And finally, we have Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. Okay. <laughs> again, I'm going to need you to say that again. Sure. So first of all, we have Beaster Day. Here comes Peter Cottonhill. Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell, Macdeath, A Tragedy and Five Hacks, and Mutant Vampire Zombies from the Hood. I can't believe that three of these are real movies. <laughs> uh, I, I felt really confident, actually, about Devil's Boxers last time. <laughs> but this one is a little more difficult. Um, I'm so sorry. Can you repeat them all again? Sure. Uh, Beaster Day, Here Comes Peter Cottonhill. Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell, Macdeath, A Tragedy in Five Hacks, and Mutant Vampire Zombie from the Hood. Oh, gosh. Okay. I'm not confident, but I'm going to go with B, Gourmet Zombie Chef. And Adam still has a chance Ugh. in the game, because that is indeed a real movie. Okay. I have to go with my gut here. I'm going to take Macdeath. And we are tied up, as that is indeed the one that I made up. Wow. What an unprecedented situation. <laughs> and now we come... Uh... Wait a minute. Honestly, that was my second choice. And I I just... I always, I always get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lenny started... This is the fourth question, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so I you know, get it. Adam gets it right, he wins. If he misses an Adam Lenny gets it right, she wins. And if you both get it wrong, then we'll move on to a tiebreaker. Okay. This is big. Yeah. Here we go. So we have a few more kind of punny titles here. So we have A Club Dread, B Hide and Go Shriek, C Slash Mob, and D Thanks Killing. Okay. So I'm, I really am not going to give out any hints here because there's a lot riding on this if I get this wrong. Um, not that there isn't always, but there's, you know, final question energy here is very much a real thing. Okay, uh, Todd, I'll take them one more time. All right, we have Club Dread, Hide and Go Shriek, Slash Mob, Thanks Killing. And three of these are real. Three of them are real. It's always the the <laughs> wilds part to me that someone spent money on three of these. Um, okay, 
I am going to go with my gut here and say Slash Mob. And with that, Adam wins the game. Yeah. Slash Mob is indeed the one that I made up. Uh, Club Dread is actually a pretty, it's a, a broken lizard a comedy troupe who did Super Troopers. I don't know if you're familiar with Super oh, Troopers. Okay. They did a Club Dread. It was their horror comedy. So it's actually, out of all the movies that I've mentioned today, it's like the only one that I think is definitely like worth watching because it's worth watching and not worth watching to laugh at. Uh, wow. And how many of these have you seen? Uh, not very many, honestly. I've only seen a handful of them. Okay. Well, uh, Lindy, we find ourselves in a situation you're two episodes in, the score is two to zero. But like I said, right at the very start, 18 episodes this season. Plenty of time. Who among us is surprised by this result? No one. <laughs> Plenty of opportunity here uh, to mount your comeback. We will have many guests along the way who I'm sure will be helping. But we are not done here after Todd's Game Corner. We have just a few more things to do. The first, of course, is to give some pretzels. Uh, to our three songs of the episode. Um, the first is Meet Rebecca. It's the theme song for season four. We can give this pretzels now, but like I said before, this song is growing on me as I am watching it more. I don't, we have never done anything before of like adjusting any pretzels given in the past or like anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I can, we can, we can rate this song right now if we want to. Or. I think we I think we should rate it now, and I think maybe at the end of the season, we can revisit and see, revisit, if, see. Okay. A, uh, see if our scores have changed. I'm fine with that, because I do feel like the uh, the other Rebecca of it all does have an impact in the enjoyment of the song over time. But Okay. Um, well, so my season two was a 4.2. My season three theme was a 2.3. I'm certainly higher on this than the 2.3. Uh, I don't know if I'm quite to the 4-2. I'm going to give this a 3-4 at the moment. Uh, meet Rebecca. I think it's, I don't know. The music is catchy for me. The lyrics are not super doing it, but uh, it's, like I said, I think it's growing on me. If you would have asked me before we had started rewatching season four where this was, I would have been in the twos, maybe the high ones. Uh, but I'm I'm much higher on this now. Uh, Todd, what about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the kind of probably gonna be in the same range of it i think um i think i'm probably gonna wind up at like a 3.2 but definitely higher than i would have thought uh going in okay uh lindy what about you meet rebecca yeah this i i gave this a higher score than i expected and maybe we should go back at the end of the season and see if we feel the same way but i'm gonna go with like a 3.5 Okay, we're all right there, and I'm not gonna lie to you. If we like did this a couple weeks ago, I think we, uh, I think this number would have been a lot lower for all of us. So, uh, okay, time to seize the day. Lindy, we'll start with you. Yeah, this episode, just all of these songs were just really okay for me. So this one's getting a three. Just a three from Lindy. Todd, what about you? Yeah, a three is what I'm thinking for this one. Wow. Okay. I'm much higher on this. I have this at a four one. Uh, I really liked this song. I love the energy. Uh, I could relate to probably more of it than I would like to. Um, and finally the cringe, uh, with Pat Oswald. I think I'm going to be the only one on this boat, but this is a full five pretzels for me. I really love this song. I love Pat Oswald. The costumes were amazing. The parody was incredible. I love the monster mash. Um, yeah, so this is all, this is all in a five for me. And now you two get to break my heart. Uh, starting with Todd, what do you have here? Um, 
yeah, like I said, it's it's fine. There's enough funny parts in it that's not going to get a really low score from me. Um, I like it more than the the theme song, so I think it's probably going to be like a three point five for me. Okay, uh, we can live with a three point five. Lindy, what about you? The cringe. I feel really bad about this, and I'm I'm so sorry. And I I want, like I said, I want to love it, but I don't. It's ready for you. It's ready to be loved by you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can convince me later, but I'm so sorry. It's going to get like a 2.5. Oh, a 2.5. That's basically a zero in Lindy numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's brutal. Uh... 2.5 from Lindy. Okay, uh, we have one more thing here. It is who made us truly happy this episode. Uh, Lindy, we'll start with you. Who made you truly happy uh, this episode? Well, I don't know. I don't think this will be a surprise, really. Um, I didn't. I didn't really consider any other options <laughs> because I am choosing the one, the only, Snailer Swift herself, Madison. Yeah, uh, that's an excellent choice, Todd. What about you? Oh man, uh, Madison is definitely like a, a top of my list here. Uh, there's a couple, a couple of options I have, and I'm a. a really going back and forth between a few, but I think in the end, Madison is who I have to go with. Gosh, I also want to give it to Madison. Um, I probably just should. I'll just say the other person I'm really considering here is Valencia, uh, just because I think she has so many really funny moments, like going along with, with all of Rebecca's stuff and like getting the whole seance thing. I think that like she got to shine here pretty well. Um, Madison wasn't in a ton of it, and Valencia had the outro there, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, give me Valencia. I'm going with Valencia. Uh, I will just say that, that was one of my options as well. So it's a, it's a great choice there. Yeah, I will just say Madison did make me happy. There were multiple characters that made me happy this episode, which uh, we love to see when that happens. Okay, uh, that's it. That's the episode here at One Indescribable Podcast, season four, episode two. Um, we've done everything we came here to do, which is uh, incredible. So let's get out of here. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd the Librarian had too many characters. You can find me usually a few times a month over on twitch.tv slash Philly playing a Wheel of Time based D&D game called Threads in the Pattern. Uh, appropriately enough for this uh, Halloween themed episode of 6G, I actually am going to be on a couple of horror adjacent podcasts uh the i'm basically recording them this weekend while as we're speaking but they'll already come out by the time you're listening to this uh two different psr podcasts or two different shows they're covering uh first of all i will be on episode for of pretty little liars original sins with uh, jess sterling and sarah nice. ferguson and uh, i have kind of been like the horror correspondent in the comments of the uh discord uh telling them about all the little horror movie tropes that are being referenced and in the episode, so I'm looking forward to talking to them about that. And then the other show they'll be talking about that's kind of horror adjacent is Netflix's The Sandman, oh. which uh, has uh, Adam's favorite, Patton Oswalt, as a character on it. Uh, so I'll be talking about the Diner episode, episode five of The Sandman, which is based on one of my all-time favorite horror comic issues ever. So the episode had a lot to live up to uh, in my eyes. So if you want to hear if it did or not, you can listen in to uh, Billy, Grace, and I break that episode down. Uh, I haven't seen the Sandman, Todd. Is it worth? Is it would it, would it be like up my alley? Um, 
That's a good question. I I think I think it's worth worth giving it a try. I watched it twice already. I watched it on Friday and I rewatched it again on Sunday. Um, but I'm also like a huge fan of the comic book that it's based on. It's uh, it's like modern day, but it's also fantasy, has mythology, has a whole bunch of different stuff kind of mixed in together with some really great character work. And the casting is just amazing. It's an amazing cast and they've done a pretty good job of adapting one of my all time favorite comic book series. Uh, so I, I definitely uh, would recommend giving it a shot. Okay. But, uh, uh, but whether it's like strictly up your alley or not, harder to say not so okay so not super up my eye but uh okay well uh okay i'm excited to uh, hear you on the podcast uh lindy what are you up to where can people find you at yeah on twitter at tv lindy and our podcast twitter one cxg podcast uh yes okay i'm anime you can find me on twitter pianoman adam one uh you can also find me uh weekly over on post show recaps talking about final fantasy 7 with brooklyn zed uh we're having a ton of fun over there uh, I was also recently on a couple other podcasts. I was on Shit 90 Shows, taught me to talk about a episode of Dawson's Creek. Um, that was a really, really fun time. Uh, even if you haven't watched Dawson's Creek, I would recommend going to listen to that podcast because we talked very little about Dawson's Creek and way more about Hostess and Little Debbie. Um, I was also on the most recent episode of Only Murders in the Building uh, with Troy and uh, Josh Wiggler over there on Post Show Recaps. We had a ton of fun talking about murder. If you ever thought that you might have wanted to hear me yodel, uh, you can find that on that podcast. Um, also upcoming also on Post Show Recaps is Who A, a Doctor Who podcast I'm going to be doing with Kevin Mahadeo and Melissa Woodward. Um talking about doctor who which i'm super excited about and then finally uh also upcoming on shit 90 shows tommy are we talking about xenon uh a movie that i have never seen before and sarah and jess are super excited about that so i am too but of course the most important place you can find me is right back here for next week we will not be alone just the three of us we are going to be talking about season four episode three with the great tom palmer is going to be with us for the next episode uh and we are super excited about it and until then Bye.